Don't focus on the scary statistics that the medical world throws at you about muscle loss with age. Because when I saw how hard it was for her to do some of these basic things, I realized, okay, we really need to just try to build some muscle here so that she can play with my son, so she can get up and down from the ground, she can help us in the garden, and just stay a little more active and engaged. Well, at the end of my life, I'm gonna be probably not so competent and not independent, so why should I bother? trying to maintain that before I die. The other day I shared a video about why old people can't jump and today I wanna to build upon the ideas in that video. I wanna share a personal story about my mom in her final years and in her final months and how resistance training helped her, what she was able to accomplish even when she was in her mid 70s and what training ultimately couldn't do for her. We'll talk about physical health, mental health, and everything in between. And at the end of this video, I'm gonna share a few super inspiring comments that were shared by some viewers that I think will help you motivate yourself to get your body stronger. One of them literally gave me goosebumps when I read it. So stay tuned for that. If you're ready, let's get ready to think right, move right, and feel right. So in the previous video about why old people can't jump, I explained that the reason you can't jump isn't just because of your numerical age. It has to do with the fact that over time, as a grown-up, you tend to stop doing things that maintain your muscle mass and your coordination and your overall ability to jump. You aren't running and jumping and playing like you did when you were a kid or a teenager, and over the decades, that means those muscles that are responsible for those motions atrophy. So by the time you hit 60, 70, 80, you've already had many decades where those muscles have been wasting away. So the solution to the problem is not just to say, well, I'm old and I can't do it. The solution is actually to think about how you can safely retrain muscle, build that muscle back so that you can then get into jumping again but you wanna do it safely and gradually and progressively so that you don't hurt yourself. You don't just start jumping off of stuff thinking that jumping is going to get you better at jumping. You need to have the strength to safely jump. So one of the easiest things you can then do is be a defeatist and tell yourself, well, I'm old already and my doctor says old people can't build muscle and so I'm just not gonna try to get stronger. And I would really caution you against that and I wanna share a story about my mom, a personal story. My mom was in her mid-70s, she was 74 when uh, I had her come live with me in the middle of the COVID pandemic. I didn't want her living alone in her condo by herself. Um, with already mild cognitive impairments, with some you know, very clear signs of dementia kicking in, and with her body just getting more and more atrophied. So she came to live with uh, my wife and my son for a little while, and over about a four-month period, we started doing some physical training with her. We had her doing functional training to build up her leg muscles, to build up her arm muscles, build up her back muscles. When we first started, she was very unstable. Her legs were getting pretty bony, like you could see there was just not much meat on her thighs. Um, her balance was pretty bad. Standing up from a chair, sitting down to a chair were kind of shaky and unstable. When it was time to get up from the dining table, she'd have to use her arms to press herself up. 
And when I saw how hard it was for her to do some of these basic things, I realized, okay, we really need to just try to build some muscle here so that she can play with my son, so she can get up and down from the ground, she can help us in the garden and just stay a little more active and engaged. So what we did was we set aside time once or twice a week for me to just be there with her and take her through a 30 minute workout. And I'm not talking about jumping rope, I'm not talking about burpees, I'm talking about really simple stuff. Uh, I did make some videos about some of the workouts I did with her that I will link to in the description box. They're follow along videos that you can use yourself. And after a month of just very careful training of some of her hip muscles, some of her leg muscles, getting her to, to do simple things like a dumbbell row every now and then, just doing that for a month, I was literally blown away and my wife saw it too. We were blown away by the obvious difference in the way my mom was moving, how much more stable she was, how she was able to get up out of seats, how she could squat down without pain. Her back pain was no longer such an issue. Um, her ability to hold things improved greatly. She was able to play with my son a lot easier without feeling like she was stuck on the ground. She was able to get up and down again. So she was clearly getting better at being able to move. Her coordination was getting better. All these positive things, even you know, watching her be able to learn how to do a new movement better was amazing because when we first started, I would try to have her just mimic me, mirror what I'm doing. And you know, her brain was, was not working that well and she would get really frustrated. There were a couple of times where she was crying because she couldn't make the connection to do something that she could see was simple, but she just couldn't figure out how to get her mind to tell her muscles to do that thing. Um, and that was, that was actually really hard, really difficult for both of us to see because you know, we, we take for granted as grown-ups that, you know, yeah, of course I have full control over my whole body, but you know, if parts of your brain are no longer functioning well, th that can be interrupted, right? But over time, as she was kind of rewiring things, she was actually able to learn the motion, right? It might take a couple tries, but she would suddenly be able to do the thing or would just need a little bit of coaching and then she could get it again. So there were a lot of great things happening and I do wish uh, I could say that she stayed with us for the rest of her life. But um, you know, as many of you know, family interactions, uh, relationships between parents can be difficult, there can be conflict. And with dementia also, there you know, was a point where it was just not tenable for, the, for, for our whole family. For her to live with us, it wasn't safe. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't okay in terms of stress levels. It was just too difficult. But seeing the, the, the progression, seeing what was possible, even at that stage in her life, was really important for me to see. And I hope that the takeaway for you is that it is possible even in a pretty not ideal scenario in your mid seventies, you can still build muscle and still get stronger. And so there are some key takeaways that um, for you know my older viewers, and even if you are in your thirties or forties and you're thinking like, oh yeah, I am old. I, I want you to have some really clear takeaways here. So first, 
is, hey, I want to take a moment to say a huge thank you to Maria, Pete, Sophia, Elizabeth, Abigail, David, Benjamin, Emma, Alexander, and Emily. You all went to uprighthealth.com slash donate and donated to support my channel. Thank you so much. If you're watching this and you want to support future videos like this one, please go to uprighthealth.com slash donate to find all the easy options like sending money directly or using Patreon or PayPal, or you can join me on YouTube or use the super thanks option on YouTube. I appreciate your support. And if you don't want to give me money, it's totally cool. Get on my newsletter, get all my free goodies at uprighthealth.com slash newsletter. That way you and I will stay connected no matter what the sensors and the algorithms decide to do in the future. Thanks so much. Let's get back to it. I want you to have some really clear takeaways here. So first is don't focus on the scary statistics that the medical world throws at you about muscle loss with age, because it's very easy to look at these websites or talk to a doctor and hear something, see something that says, you know, once you're over the age of 50, you're just going to be losing X percent of muscle mass every year until you die. That is not helpful unless you're using it as the starting point. And what I mean is, yes, as you get older, you are probably going to lose muscle mass, dot, 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 if you do not train your muscles to maintain or grow a little bit, right? So if you sit on your butt, your muscles will atrophy. They'll probably atrophy at a rate that is faster than what they tell you on WebMD or Harvard or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what website, doesn't matter what doctor, you will lose muscle because you're not using your muscle. In other words, use it or lose it. As I mentioned in a previous video about joint pain and resting to heal your cartilage, there is a huge misunderstanding in the conventional medical model, which is that everyone is focused on the cartilage of your bones, right? And saying like, oh, well, if there's cartilage worn away, then you're not able to move. But the reality is you're really not able to move if you don't have muscle. You might still have cartilage, but without the muscle, you cannot move because muscles move the bones in relation to one another, right? And if you can't affect movement of the bones, you're not moving your skeleton, which means you're not moving anywhere. And I mentioned this in that previous video, astronauts are the best example of this because they are in space, they're unloaded, no gravity. And what happens after a half year in space is when they come back, they are super fragile because their muscles are no longer as strong as they need to be. The bone density is nowhere near what it needs to be to operate safely, healthily, and dynamically in gravity on Earth, right? You take for granted that you can move here on Earth because you are never leaving this, this environment, right? Unless you're an astronaut, you always have the force of gravity acting on you. You're always working against some amount of force, right? Just lifting my arm here, I'm working against gravity. So muscles have to at least maintain some little bit um, of their strength and mass because there's that little bit of um, that little bit of challenge always happening. But you take that away, your bones start to get more brittle because there's no longer the constant force and your muscles also atrophy. So when astronauts come back, their cartilage might be fine. Maybe they even have like tons of extra cartilage, but they can't move very well. They're no longer anywhere near as strong as they were before they left because 
everything has rotted away, okay? So if you do not train your muscles against resistance, you will lose them. In other words, use it or lose it, okay? If you're wondering how often to work out, I would just give this general recommendation twice a week is a perfectly reasonable amount of working out. If you can tolerate more, if it feels like it's beneficial, go to three times a week, maybe four times a week. You don't need to be in the gym every single day and you most definitely should not be doing strenuous cardio or strenuous crazy exercises every single day um, to try to lose fat or in a misguided attempt to build more muscle. Every single day is really unnecessary. Every single day at high intensity is super unnecessary. If you're gonna exercise every day, that's not a bad thing, but make sure that you're varying things. Maybe you, you know, one day you're building strength, the next day you are stretching. Maybe one day you're just doing some more gentle practice movements, getting used to different positions, but not going so hard that you're just constantly feeling sore and then losing range of motion and then really hurting, okay? So constant high intensity training, no good, but varied training, varied intensity, changing your focus from day to day, that's good. Strength training, resistance training, maybe twice a week would be good. I mean, even with my mom at 74, um, you know, she's, she was a small uh, Chinese woman, right? She's like five feet tall. Not, never, never somebody who took part in strength training ever, 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 ever. And, you know, just a month of just doing a little bit of resistance training, 30, uh, an hour a week, twice a week for 30 minutes, just a little bit of gentle training. And she was clearly seeing benefits or muscles were getting better. It was, it is possible. Okay. Now I'm making exercise resistance, resistance training sound amazing. And it is amazing, but I do want to be clear. So you understand that I'm not totally out of my mind. And so that you don't use this as a trick to deceive yourself and, or give yourself some excuse into not exercising. Okay. So let's be clear that Doing resistance training um, will probably not, on its own, cure stage four cancer. It will probably not completely reverse dementia on its own. It will not, and it certainly will not make you live forever. So I'm not making those claims. So you cannot dismiss anything I'm saying um, as the rantings and ravings of somebody who's lost touch with reality. Okay, let's be clear. There are limits to what exercise can do on its own. But exercise, building your strength would be a positive factor in all of these things. It would be a positive influence when you're facing any terrible disease, any life situation that is, I mean, challenging beyond words. Having the strength to move your body, having some reserve of muscle is helpful. You know, in terms of things like depression, clinical depression, there have been studies that have shown that regular exercise is as effective or more effective than prescription drugs, All right? So it's not like exercise is necessarily going to cure some horrible thing that you're dealing with, but at the very least, you know, it helps you maintain your independence, which in itself is going to help your overall mental health. And there's all the other things about endorphins and all that that helps 
in times of, of real emotional distress, right? So the more healthy your muscle and your bones, the more likely your brain, your immune system, your emotions, all of those things are more balanced, okay? So if you don't believe me, I want you to check out some of these comments um, that I got from some viewers on that previous video about jumping. And uh, this one is super good. It's, uh, it's from uh, Redding, <coughs> sorry, Red Dirt Green Thumb. Every grandparent needs to watch this video and do these exercises. I have not felt the need to jump for at least 20 years, but now that I have small grandchildren, the opportunity arises constantly. I did not realize I, <coughs> I have lost the ability to jump in a controlled manner. I totally see how I could really injure myself, especially jumping off of things onto the ground. Thank you so much for this video. Thank you, Red Dirt Green Thumb. So this is an older person realizing like, wait a minute, if I had maintained my ability to jump, if I had maintained my muscle, the way I play with my grandkids now would be really different. It would be amazing, right? And if you don't have kids, maybe you don't realize this. If you don't have grandkids yet, maybe you don't realize this, but there are bounce houses at every party, almost every kid's party, bounce houses everywhere. And so, if you want to be able to bounce in the bounce house with your grandkid or just your kid, you got to maintain integrity. You have to maintain your physical integrity to be able to do it, right? I actually had a client, whew, I don't know, it might have been 10 years ago, <clears throat> back when I was in San Diego, and her mom, for her birthday party, wanted a bounce house. And her mom, I think, was, I want to say she was in her late 70s or in her 80s, you know, and, and she didn't quite have the, the physical integrity to handle it, but she was at least able to sit in there. She wanted to just sit and be bounced as everybody else was bouncing around. So it was really cool. She had the fire and the desire to, to do that again. She had that youngness, right? That, that, that youth in her spirit. Um, so um, next comment is from somebody I've read one of his comments before, Jairus. Uh, 421 actually commented, and this is the one that gave me goosebumps. So it might not give you goosebumps, but it gave me goosebumps. He says, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, including my comment in this video and how much it meant to me that you replied. You've been a real inspiration because what you demonstrate is actually achievable. And you don't say, do 20 sets of 30 reps until you die every day of your life forever. You say things like, how many do you do? I don't know, until you feel fatigue. If you can't get there, that's okay. Keep trying. The, concept, <clears throat> the concepts of ATM, always think muscles, RIPS, rest, ice, injections, pills, and surgery, RPP, repetitive position practice, are extremely helpful. And if you don't know what the, that's all about, you need to just keep watching my videos. I will link to... Uh, a video that I think explains all this. I'll, I'll link to some resources in the description box. The hardest part of doing anything for me has been getting past the fact that I was ashamed that I couldn't do things that I used to make fun of people for not being able to do. That is gone now and you've given me what I need to be okay with where I am and feel like I can improve. Next goals are standing on one foot for 30 seconds and I'm going to jump safely. I I cannot highlight the importance of this enough. Um, ah, it's already making me a little emotional. As you get older, you cannot deny that things are gonna get a bit harder. Your 
you are not, you and I are not made to live forever. Currently, in our current, you know, forms, these bodies, they will not go forever. And as this thing starts to get older, if we are not really staying on top of the muscle, really not staying on top of our habits, this thing breaks down. And when you realize that you've lost a lot of function, it can be very, 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 very difficult emotionally. I know this from personal experience because I went through it in my 20s and 30s, actually in my late teens, 20s and 30s. And I've um, seen it happen with my own parents. Right? I watched them as their bodies declined, uh, as they were on their way to death. So if you are suffering with this illusion that what you can do in your 30s will always be there, or what you can do at 20 will always be what you can do until you die, you need to disabuse yourself of that illusion quickly and understand that your physical abilities are the result of what you have been doing to that point regularly. So if you're a kid at 15, up to that point, I mean, before the advent of social media and crazy addictive video games, you know, up to the age of 15, you were pretty active and doing stuff and moving. Your body was learning how to move itself and all that good stuff. But, you know, once you got a real job, all of that falls to the wayside. And once you're 55 years old and you've been sitting at a desk your whole life, a lot of what you mentally think you should be able to do has disappeared. But that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you should be ashamed of yourself. It doesn't mean you should be embarrassed. You might feel all those emotions and it's okay to feel them, but you can't let those defeat you and stop you from regaining what you know you used to be able to do. And you can work gradually, safely towards what you used to be able to do as long as you don't let those negative emotions you know, shut you down and just get you caught in a whirlwind of negativity telling you like, God, how could you have gone this far down the hole, right? So they're normal emotions, but those are not the ones you want to drive your decisions. You need to use your grown-up brain and say, you know what? If I want to be able to do that, I want to be able to jump, I need to actually work towards it. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, <clears throat> next comment is from Robert Pepper. I'm 64 and found Matt, well, he spelled my last name wrong, Matt Shu Tzu, eh, whatever, it's close enough, a couple years ago when I was crippled by hip and knee pain. Now, after progressively following his movement exercises, I find myself exactly here at, at this jumping video and have recently tried some light rope skipping and some slow chair step ups, step downs, as well as a bit of jumping up and down. I am approaching these various exercises with great care and with days-long recovery periods to make certain not to have overexerted myself. Point being, thank you again, Matt, for bringing me along to this fabulous place, and thank you for considering a workout for someone like myself who has already managed to come this far in their physical recovery. Totally worth it. So again, 64 years old, has made huge gains over the last few years, and is going to continue to make gains because he's going to 
keep working at it just safely and gradually. And uh, let's see, finally, Blue Gill Greg, I'm 65. At 60, I learned to do the snatch and the clean and jerk. I rotate them into and out of my routine. Jumping with a barbell is exciting and satisfying. I also keep a basketball in my car and practice shooting and rebounding 10 or 15 minutes most days on my way home from work. This guy's <laughs> Blue Gill Greg is awesome. Uh, this rejuvenates me and gets me amped up for more training. And when I was 42, my lower right leg was paralyzed for a year from an unfortunate event that also shattered his calcaneus, which is the, the heel bone. My heel still hurts periodically, but I'm really glad I kept going. I'm grateful for the encouragement I received from doctors and my brother. Come on, brothers and sisters, let's keep it moving. Heck yeah. So Bluegill Greg, thank you for that comment and thank you for inspiring others. Um, proof, right? Proof positive that when you're older, it doesn't mean you are just on a one-way decline for 20, 30, 40 years. Your best bet is to aim for at least maintenance or even some, some improvement, knowing that at some point, yes, at the end of life, you'll probably lose some function. There's no stopping that, but if you can enjoy good function for the longest period of time possible, that's a net benefit for you. And there's no, there's nothing for you to gain in defeating yourself mentally and saying, well, at the end of my life, I'm going to be probably not so competent and not independent. So why should I bother trying to maintain that before I die? I might as well just die faster by allowing myself to sit on the couch all the time. Unfortunately, there's enough medications to keep you alive for a long time in that state. Uh, so... My suggestion is to try to keep your body moving and grooving for as long as possible. And finally, a uh, comment from the Shumobi. The Shumobi. I'm 47. I'd like to jump when I'm 97. I have 50 years of these exercises to prepare. Heck yeah, you got 50 years, right? So get going, Shumobi. Uh, so guys, I hope this video helps. I hope it gives you some perspective. It gives you some motivation to continue to train your body to be better um, even as you get older. I know that's my plan because, you know, a rapid decline is no fun. I mean, actually, put it this way, a rapid decline at the very end of life would be great, but rapid decline right now in the middle of life is not so great. I'd rather have a very slow decline or even some incline as I age, as I have the brains and the wisdom to train my body in a smarter way. Uh, if you're looking for programs to help you, if you've got painful hips or painful back, I encourage you to go to uprighthealth.com DIY to my website where you will find do-it-yourself programs to help you rebuild your body at home. Check out the Healthy Hips program. Check out the back pain fix or the shoulder pain fix. All of those are really, really helpful if you've got some movement issues that you're tired of taking pills for and tired of having them limit your life. So head there. Get on my newsletter at uprighthealth.com slash newsletter. And if you'd like to support this channel, uprighthealth.com slash donate. All these links will be in the description box. You can support this channel in future videos like this one. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, hit the like button. It helps a lot. And share this video with somebody you know who's getting older and needs a kick in the pants or the, maybe a kick in the head to help them understand what's really at stake and to help them get their butts moving. I really appreciate it. I know it'll be hugely helpful 
for your friend, your loved one, and I hope it helps them get moving. I hope this video helps you get moving. Thank you so much for your support and for watching. And as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't.